Hi, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon. And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. All right, welcome back to another episode of Raising His Kids. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Lauren. Happy New Year, Tony. Hope you've had a good one. I didn't make it till midnight on New Year's Eve. (laughs) I didn't make it to midnight either. We had two kids home and we were in bed by 10.30. (laughs) Yep, me too. (laughs) It worked. All right. So today you want to talk about boundaries? Yep. Let's do it. All right. What's your biggest boundary that you like to keep? I would say the biggest one is... uh, bio mom not coming inside of our house yeah. um she doesn't really like to drop him off at our house anyway because it's out of her way but when she does she always tries to come in and we never have we've never been in her house so it's like it's like your peaceful place and you don't want people who make you miserable to come into your peaceful place so that's my big one that we just we don't have her in our house my husband and I have the same boundary. It's that our kids are the parents not in our house or not at our house unless we've previously discussed it, mentally prepared yes. for it, agreed to it. I had a bit of a situation um, over the holidays where someone showed up to our house unannounced. Oh, no. Yeah. So... That was very stressful, especially because it goes against what's like in the agreement and they showed up 30 minutes early for changeover and it was just, it was very stressful. Like my whole body, my nervous system was just, my whole body was shaking and I felt like I was going to throw up just by having that person invade my space. Yeah. I don't even like it when people I do like show up unannounced. So to have someone that like causes you stress coming unannounced, I would hate that. Yeah, that caused some issues. Um, but that is one of our biggest boundaries is, you know, especially for my husband as well, being a stepdad, he doesn't want my ex in my house or near right. my house, just the same as I don't want his ex near my house or in my house. Um I had to, I went into Karen's house over the holidays for the very first time. Um, Luckily, um, things are good with that situation at the moment. And Miss Kay needed to use the toilet because we're toilet training at the moment. And she let us go in and use the toilet, which was good. But something that Big Kay said, just um, it puts into perspective the difference in the co-parenting relationships. Because even so he's like, why would she let you go in? Like even he recognizes that because he knows like the the tension in the co-parenting relationship between his father and I. Oh, that's a shame though. It is. It's it's a shame, but it goes to show just how much the kids pick up on. Yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah, we try our best to not let the tension show, but I know that it's got to sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, like, makes sense, though, because I was just thinking about it, and, like, I don't have kids with other people, but I still don't want my exes near my house. So it's, like, if it's, like, only because you have a kid with somebody else, that's why you have to be in communication with them, that doesn't mean you have to want them in your house. Absolutely. And, you know, 
at least if changeover or an impromptu drop-in happens, communicate like, oh, such and such forgot this and wants this. Are you right if I swing by and get it? Or, oh, I'm running early and not, and I'm going to be at the changeover place early. Do you mind if I just drive the extra few minutes and get them from your house? That sort of stuff, it kind of prepares you rather than just having a car show up. Yeah, because then you can have the kids ready um, to, like, go and they don't have to, like, wait around for the kids. And that's a way better solution. (laughs) And just the mental preparation that the person that you don't like is coming to your house. Yeah. (laughs) As you said, you don't like it when people you like show up to your house unannounced. Yeah. I mean, it's just rude. So it's someone that you don't even have a good relationship with. Like, that would be, like, if, if you take the kids out of it, that's insane. To just show up at your ex's house, like, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a little bit crazy. And, you know, they they said that they communicated because they told the child. And it's like. Was the kid with you or with them? No, so the kid was with me. But okay. they did the child to relay the message. And it just, like, kids right. should not be the messengers. How no. hard to send a message and just go, hey, I'm early. Or, hey, I stuffed up the time. I thought it was this time, not this time. Can I just come get the child? Yeah. Yeah. Because the kids will probably also assume that you know that. So they're not, like, feeling the need to, like, tell you. Yep. Because we'd already had the conversation of we'll leave at this time because we're meeting here at this time. So we'd already had that conversation. And then next minute the phone rings and then someone's pulling up in my driveway. I was like, what? the hell that's so annoying I'd be so mad (laughs) I'll fill you off recording about who it is I know that the people that I need to be more careful about when I'm talking about situations because I know that there's people who are actually listening to our podcast just to cause drama so I'll fill you in on that one well at least we still get the downloads exactly that's what I see it as (laughs) keep downloading people keep going so yeah right We'll take the Um, download and the engagement. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But the other boundary that I have, which has to do with having the other parents in the home, is the FaceTime calls. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we have, and it's in both of our agreements that um, the FaceTimes must take place in the children's bedroom so that they have privacy. And it's not... Oh, really? Yeah, we have it written in there so that the children have privacy and they're at set times on set days, basically. Um, and it's Good idea. it's more so because we don't want them, well, number one, we don't want to hear them. Yeah. Um, like, because even just hearing them in our house is invading our space. And number two, yeah, same. if the kids are in like the common area of the home, like in the lounge room or the kitchen or the dining room, talking to their other parent, you know, they can't be generally like focused on the conversation. Yeah. And we also don't want the other parents to be listening to what we're talking about in the background as well. We want to be able to just be free within our home. Right. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I, um, I don't like having her voice here in our house, but we actually stopped FaceTiming altogether because she only wanted to FaceTime right before bed. And that would put him into like, just such like a terrible state where he would wake up in the middle of the night like freaking out about how he missed his mom 
And this is when he first started spending the night with us. So he wasn't spending the night at first because he was so young. Um, And then when he was like three and a half, he started spending the night and she was FaceTiming him before bed and he wasn't used to sleeping away from her. So it was not good. She refused to accept that it was because of that. And then we started asking him, like, do you want to FaceTime her before bed? And he said no. So I feel like he was realizing what was happening, too. And we were like, you're more than welcome to FaceTime him in the morning or during the day, just not before bed. And she didn't want to. So she kind of solved that problem for us. But um, we only let him do it in his room because when we didn't, she would be like, oh, show me where you eat breakfast. Like, show me where, like, like trying to, like, get a look at our house. And that made us super uncomfortable. <laughs> That's a bit weird. Like, we both, both my husband and I, we, when we FaceTime the kids, if the kids have something new, we'll go, like, little Jay got a fish tank for Christmas, which we both saw because we went into the house on Christmas Day. But if he was talking about it, then we'll go, oh, show us your fish tank. Not, yeah. things like, show me where you eat your breakfast that's well she just wanted to look around our house because she like made this rule for us and I think I we talked about this on an earlier episode but that she had to inspect our house before he could sleep over because in the agreement it's it said four he could sleep over until he was four and until both parties were comfortable with it like that's what it said so we were like, yeah, we're ready to have him sleep over. And she needed him to sleep over because she was working overnights. But she's yeah. like, oh, no, I need to inspect your house first. And we're like, you're not inspecting our house. That's insane. So she was like using that as a way to like get him to show us our house. Wow. Or show her our house, I mean. Wow. That. Yeah. <laughs> that is just crazy. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't care as long as my kid has a bed and he's clothed and he's fed. That's yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> right. Like you're not sleeping in a tent by the highway. She knows that because she's been on the outside of the house. <laughs> and that should be enough. <laughs> that should be enough. That should be enough, um, especially because she would know that he has an actual bed. Yeah. If, if you're forcing him to sleep on the couch or even like an air mattress after all this time, that would probably cause a few red flags but he has an actual bed an actual bedroom a place where his things are that should be enough exactly. right and I understood like at the beginning how she wanted to make sure he was safe but it's like at some point he she just has to trust his dad who like you made the decision to have a kid with him so you should trust him enough to parent your kid <laughs> absolutely and you know I've spoken about this before you know I don't have the greatest relationship with big k's dad there was domestic violence in the relationship, but I still trust. And it it was hard for me to trust, especially when we separated and he it was just before his third birthday. It was hard for me to trust. It, oh, sure. I think a lot of the trust helped that he'd moved back in with his parents. So that comforted me a lot. But at some point you have to you have to trust that the other parent is capable of looking after the child, especially if there's no history of like drugs and and stuff like that. You you, you know that the kid's going to be looked after. Yeah, exactly. And even in your situation, I would understand that different. Like the whole DV thing, like you would be scared that that would like transfer to the kid. And I could definitely see that. Mm -hmm. But that like, there was never a problem with my husband. So she just wanted to be controlling. (laughs) Yeah. But so what were we talking about? We're talking about 
communication and the FaceTime calls? Because I know you had an issue where a phone magically appeared as well. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, the first thing he did was start taking pictures around our house. And that phone has like magically gone away now because he got it. So the first time he ever spent like over a couple of days at our house, he spent like 10 days with us. Yeah. And that day they like we met in um a Target parking lot and we were like, what a random choice, <clears throat> excuse me, of like somewhere to meet. And then we realized that we met there because they went in early to get him a phone. So, um, yeah. And she's like, oh, it's in case like there's like an, a violence issue at school. But it was the middle of the summer. So he wasn't going to school for like three more months. And we we're like, so he needed a phone today in case there's a violence issue in three months. Yeah. Like, no, we know it was so that you can like freely call him whenever you want. And we let him call her from our phones whenever he wants. Like sometimes when we have him for like a week or whatever, he'll be like, can I call my mom? And we've never once said no. So yeah. it's like, that's not really an issue. She just like needed him to have a phone. And now that only comes out, like we pick him up from school and the phone is only ever in his backpack when he's staying with us for more than two days. Wow. So it's like the phone is not for school. No, it's not for school. And he's only six. So like he wouldn't need one for school. No. And like, God forbid something happened at school. He's not going to go running for his phone. He's going to do what the teacher tells him to do. Absolutely. Like he's not going to go, hey, mom. Like, yeah, right. There's a madman in the school. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they don't even sit by their backpacks. So like he would have to go across the room to get his phone, which the teacher's not even going to let him do. Well, so it's our, like in our schools, the bags are outside the classroom. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's even funnier to like just think of it in that perspective. Um, yeah. Like, see, in my case, I gave Big K phone, no SIM card, just connected to Wi Fi. And mm-hmm. because he was complaining that when he'd be at his dad's, he wasn't allowed to call me. And oh! if I tried to contact him via his dad, it would go unanswered. So that's why we gave him a phone. And um, Big and Little Jay always had phones, technology kids, since they were, before they could walk or talk, they had iPads and phones. Oh, my gosh. To play games and stuff on. So they already had them. So we put the kids' messenger app on their phones so that they could contact us and we ended up having to get it put into the orders because Karen was calling. So when I'd pick the kids up in the afternoon, I'd get home at 4 p.m. And she would be calling the second I was reversing my car into my driveway. What? Yeah. And then, Why? She'd, and then she'd call again at about 6, like after she finished work. And it was just like that is, and it was every day. And it only happened after we... um started having the kids five days a fortnight, like five nights a fortnight, and she'd call every day. And the phone calls really affect little Jay. So he's very, he'll come and go as he pleases, but every time he's remember, reminded that he's not with his mum, it's like something 
flicks inside his brain and he starts having meltdowns and his behavior gets worse. And, you know, um, the doctors have said that it's probably a lot to do with his behavioral conditions that he's got. But so we had to get it put into orders. You can only call this time on these days. And, you know, if you don't speak to the child that day, we'll make sure that they call you the following day. Oh, okay. I mean, that definitely makes sense because we had like a similar issue with, he was all, he was younger. He was probably like three or four, but as soon as he remembered, he wasn't with his mom. It was like meltdown. Like, it, and I think that's what was happening at night. Like he would wake up, realize he wasn't at his mom's house and just have an absolute meltdown. Yeah. Especially being that young and they just, that reminder, they don't have that safety net. You know, I saw it today with one of my nephews, his, we were at my mom's for a swim and um, my brother and sister-in-law left to go do something. And my mom was watching my niece and my nephew and my nephew just melted down because when he realized that mom wasn't there anymore. Oh, so it's, and he's, He's about three. So, you know, it's about that age, especially if they're always with one primary carer. Right. That would be a normal reaction. But then you've got cases like ours where, you know, if he doesn't get reminded that he's not with her, his behavior is very good. Like you wouldn't, there's there's nothing that triggers him really, especially about, you know, I need to call mom or, I miss mom or anything like that. But the second she calls or a text message is sent, it just, it sets him off and it ruins the entire day. Right. That's crazy. She should just like let it go for his sake. But I know we've already talked about that. They don't do things for the kid's sake. (laughs) No, no, they don't. Um, So the best we could get was set days, set times. And we just, we work around that. And we try and prepare him for it, that it's coming and so that oh, he's okay. not as triggered. Right. That's a good idea. Um, <clears throat> we, like, don't do any FaceTimes anymore. Like, she doesn't even try anymore, thank God. But the only time T, like, mentions his mom ever is when we want him to do something he doesn't want to do. And then suddenly it's, oh, I miss my mom. It's like... No, you just get to use that when you're with um, bio mom's grandma. He says, I miss my mom. And he just gets whatever he wants. So then he tries to use that with us. And we're like, no. (laughs) It's not working, buddy. No, I get that. But do you and your husband get to FaceTime T when he's with his mom? It's like hit or miss. It's um, It's not in the orders that either of us have to let him FaceTime. But she is usually good about when we try to okay that's at least good yeah 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 because that was one problem that I had you know especially over the summer where big K would be gone for a week or two weeks and if I tried calling no one would answer and then he'd come home and he'd be so upset and he'd be like I wasn't allowed to call you and I missed you and for him it's not that he wants to come home he just wants do be like, hi, I'm here. He wants to make sure I haven't forgotten about him. And yeah. he used to be the same way about his dad, but his dad chooses not to utilize the FaceTime calls. Gotcha. So, you know, sometimes he will, but not very often. Right. 
And that's just something big keys had to learn to deal with that. That's just what dad does and not to expect any more than maybe a text message. Does, um, does big K ever try to FaceTime him? He used to, but quite often they would get ignored. I, I don't know why I can't answer why, whether he was at work or driving or whatever. And it just, it, became too upsetting that he'd try and call and he'd get nothing or he'd send a text message and he'd get a response three or four days later. So he kind of, he kind of gave up. Sometimes he'll, um, he'll say to me, Oh mom, can you send me this photo you took of me? So for example, I took big K to visit my grandmother last week. Um, so his great grandmother and we were playing pool and I took a photo of him playing pool and he's like, Oh mum, can you help me send it to my dad? So I did. And, you know, he got really excited because his dad responded straight away. Oh, so, you know, he does respond straight away sometimes, but you know, and it's from his, it's from like big case phone, right? <clears throat> Not yours. Yeah. So it's from his phone um, using kids messenger and because he doesn't have a SIM card, I just um, hotspot it. Okay. So if he wants to use it, he just hotspots it and then he can do what he needs to do. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that otherwise, is... when we're at home, it's connected to the Wi-Fi. So yeah, pretty much free range to his phone. I feel like that's what we need. It's just a phone that just goes off of Wi-Fi and hotspot. Mm-hmm. Especially That when... makes much more sense especially when they're young, we didn't get a SIM card for Big J until it was a year ago. And that's because he goes into high school this year, but we got it because he was changing schools. Um, The school is a little bit, it was the same distance as the last school, but just with um, Lil K being much older, I felt more comfortable, especially when I've got to drive an hour to pick him up. As a kid gets older, it's a lot harder to just throw them in the car and drive an hour down the road. Then right. <laughs> a toddler's a lot harder. So, yeah, my husband and I had that conversation about getting him a SIM card just so if I was running late or anything, I could send him a message, which has become really handy because it happened quite a few times, especially with traffic. Yeah, I bet. And especially, like, going into high school, I feel like that's, like, an appropriate age to yeah. have a phone. Well, we don't have middle school like you guys do in the States. So um, we just have like primary school, which is elementary school. And then we have high school. So high school starts in grade, grade seven, primary school ends in grade six, high school starts in grade seven. And it's that like 12, 13 year old age bracket. Oh, okay. So they're in high school from like 12 to 13 until 18. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool, though. I would have loved my high school experience to be longer. I had so much fun in high school. (laughs) I had some pretty good times in high school, too. Okay, so we've covered the boundary of having other parents in their homes and communication between, like, FaceTime calls. Do you or your husband have any boundaries when it comes to communicating with your Karen? Um, Like us communicating with her? Mm -hmm. Not really, other than um, we don't. Well, my husband doesn't respond to her at all while he's working because Mm -hmm. we've asked her like several times not to text for obviously if something was wrong, she could, but like for just like a random answer for something um, during working hours, because he works in a job where if he's distracted, he could get hurt. And 
if like it's just not worth it because whatever she needs an answer on doesn't need to be like immediately she just wants it so um we do have that boundary that if she texts during working hours he doesn't text her back at all until like he's back home in hopes that she'll start picking up on that she doesn't but we try um but that's really the only boundary other than like when she starts getting like high conflict we just like shut the whole conversation down because otherwise it ends up in a fight with her which ends up in a fight between the two of us and that's just not worth it either that's what I need to learn to do you know when I receive messages that are semi-aggressive passive aggressive in nature to just not respond rather than putting my two cents worth in yeah that that's my own flaw that I always have to have the last say um especially when I I'm just triggered by inconsistencies Let's yeah call it inconsistencies. me too um so I always have to have the last say my my husband's about the same if he receives any text message from the boy's mother, he tends to not respond and he'll respond in email because he wanted the communication in email. She wanted to use a parenting app when we were going through court, but neither of them checked it. What do you mean? So if if my husband used it to communicate with her, oh. she, she either wouldn't respond within a timely manner or if she did respond, she would respond in text message or email. And then my husband would forget it was there and would forget to check it. Um, so that was kind of pointless. So they, yeah, he just, if he gets a text message, he just, he tends to, unless it's important, he doesn't respond for a few days because he's like, this could be in an email. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much how my husband is too. Like it, it's not usually a few days. Sometimes it is because he forgets about it, but it like, we don't do email. We want to, but she doesn't really, she never checks her email. So when we email her something, we have to be like, by the way, we emailed you something. Can you check your email? And that just defeats the purpose. (laughs) That's what I have to do with Big K's dad. And it got to the point where I was never getting responses for anything, even text messages. So we, you know, we were communicating via Facebook Messenger for a while because at least then I could see when he actually saw the message. Right. But then, you know we had another co-parenting breakdown and we had only have Facebook friends. So that doesn't work anymore. Um, so we switched to a, a parenting app and we put into our agreement that all communication would be through the app and that there would be a response within 24 hours, even if it's just a noted, got you message. Oh. Um, which he, he still doesn't do. Which me, especially when there's things that we need to sort out. Like I've been trying to communicate with him about some medical things to do with Big K and we are yet to have a discussion and Big K's doctor's appointment was in November. Oh, so like medical like situations or like the bills? Uh, just situations. Has not no bill. It was all free, um, covered through Medicare, through our government. Oh. It was free. So I'm not chasing him for money for it. I want to have a discussion with him about like what the doctor said and what we're looking at moving forward and you know in the best interest of our child and you know won't respond and then when he finally did respond it was you should be communicating this through email uh no we we agreed that all communication be through the app unless it's a document that can't be sent through the app so oh I I mean 
respect its Karen 2.0 messaging because one of the messages was word for word an email that she had sent me, but in text message form. Oh, that's that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I like me and my husband like come up with responses together sometimes when he's too like hot headed to be like rational and he just wants to like s- like be as high conflict as her. We come up with our responses together. I've never responded for him. So I I do the same. I help my husband respond, especially because he's time poor with his work. So, you know, I'll read a message, I'll read an email, I'll, he'll tell me what he, like, we'll talk about over the phone. He'll tell me what he wants to say. I type it out. He proofreads it, changes anything he wants to change and then sends it. Right. But, and the only reason I even suspected her is because there was a time where her and I were communicating because I thought maybe she would be more reasonable and right. you know, I tried reaching out. I tried to mm. connect, tried to form some sort of relationship with her, the way that I kind of wish the boy's mother had done with me. Right, right, because I don't want to live in high conflict situations. I didn't grow grow up in a high conflict blended family, so I didn't want a high conflict blended family on either side. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, I can swallow my pride despite everything. Let's you know call a truce. I'll contact her, and we were communicating. And yeah, there was one email where she's, it was just word for word. What was in this message the other day was word for word from an email she had sent me. (laughs) And that's what it it just triggered me and set me off, but it could have been him. She could have helped him write it, but it was just too painful that it was word for word what she had previously sent me. And it's just like, come on, do you think I really want to talk to you? Like, right. This is about our son. Yeah, and he should want, like, like, he should want to have a conversation about his medical stuff. And like, that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> anything to do with the child, directly relating to the child, whether it be school, medical, whatever, you should be willing to have a conversation. Right. If you're not willing to unblock my number so that I can call you, then meet with me face-to-face in a public place, which is what I offered. And that's when I got sent this ridiculous email about how he's not communicating with me about it and that's the end of it. So I'm like, right, so I have to make these medical decisions by myself and then when I make them, I'm going to be called the problem? Yeah, right. Like could you imagine if, like if situations were reversed and it was your Karen in this situation and your husband refusing to talk to her about it and then she went and made universal medical decisions, you'd be like, what well she does do that and that is like and she, without even trying to talk to my husband about it well, and it, it is it's a problem like there, there's two parents two like, equal rights and if you're not going to show up to the doctor's appointment that you were invited to attend at least pick up your phone afterwards yeah definitely we don't know about doctor's appointments until months later when she sends us the bill that is ridiculous. Like, if you're not even invited, why should you be expected to pay for it? Right. Well, we do have to pay for it either way, but I wish we didn't. Like, if we, like, we don't even know about it. He went to the ER a few years ago, and we didn't know about it until she sent us an ER bill. And he's like, my husband's like, why was he in the ER? Like, I feel like that's something you need to communicate. I have to admit, that is something that our Karen is actually really good about. Recently, she had take Big J. He had a stomach bug or whatever. I think he had anxiety because magically it stopped when he realized he didn't have to go to school. Funny how um, that works. But he, you know, she 
she messaged my husband at like 2 a.m. or whatever and said, hey, just letting you know, Big J's sick, taking him to the hospital. And then she messaged again at 6.30 to let him know that they were still in the emergency department. And that's when he called her. Like, this is why my number should not be blocked because if anything happened to our son, I would not be able to reach his father in case right. of emergency. Like, I'd have to be really ridiculous and go up to, like, the reception at the hospital and be like, oh, I'm really sorry, but can you call his father? Because I can't. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> he won't answer it. Yeah. Um, That's crazy that you're blocked, though. Yeah. Like, we've wanted to block Karen quite a few times, but we don't actually do it. I I do admit when my son's with me, I will block his father's number. And that's because even after we had the agreement that we would only communicate through the app, he was calling me. Oh. And I would, it was always on days where he was meant to pick big K up or things like that. And he was just calling me incessantly and I would feel obligated to answer. My husband kept telling me, don't answer. Like he'll get the picture if you don't answer, but it's just you know, mother nature. And I'm just panicking going, oh crap, what's wrong? Has something happened to my kid? Yeah. He's not picking him up from school again. So I was answering and it would just be pointless crap. He wanted to chit chat. So I started blocking his number when Big K was with me and then I unblock it when he's with him. So if there's an emergency, he can reach me. Right. But if there's ever an emergency, I can't contact him because both him and Karen 2.0 have blocked my number. That's crazy. Does he know that you block him? When I, I made it, I made it clear. So maybe he's just doing it out of spite. Oh, uh, they did it after an argument. It was, oh, there was there was an argument about something. I can't even remember now. He he unblocked my number for a while there, and then there were some issues with my Instagram page, and he didn't like that I started talking about things that had happened and. The tension has risen since we started the podcast because obviously he doesn't like me talking about things that have happened or are happening. How does he even know about it? Because they stalk me on social media. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, just block me and move on. Like, why why are you so obsessed with me? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, Karen 2.0, so... We had an issue a while ago where, remember when I had to shut down my page because I had some Mm -hmm. person message Karen? Yes. So it came out after that that Karen 2.0 had also been messaging Karen and the boy stepfather. That is crazy. That's so high conflict. It's insane. Yeah. Like she purposely went out of her way to go, hey, do you know that you know, Tony has this page on Instagram where she's talking about co-parenting and she posts pictures of the boys and blah, 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 blah. That is crazy. My dream business. (laughs) But I have to admit, um, my husband is worried that the podcast will like draw, cause more issues when we seem to have hashed everything out. Karen and I had what my husband likes to call a come to Jesus meeting where we basically called it truths and yeah, but she never said anything to me about my Instagram page at all, other than she was hurt by the things I said. And I said, and I said to her, I said, I said the things from a place of frustration, but I never said anything that was a lie. Right. 
And so like, I, if it hurts you, it should be a learning experience. And I guess that's why she never said anything about it because they didn't say anything that wasn't true. Right. So, and that's what I've tried to do here as well. Like, yeah. I mean, they can't control what you do online. So, <laughs> no, and I don't name anyone. Right. Like, I, I've made myself, like, I've been very careful not to name anyone. And if you don't want to give me content to talk about, stop giving me content to talk about, right? <laughs> right. That would be best case scenario, honestly. Exactly. Like, let's just live a, a happy, blended life. But, you know. Yeah. I know. If that was the reason that we didn't do this podcast was because we both had peaceful lives and nothing to talk about, I would be okay with that. Yeah. Well, we could talk about a podcast of just happy blended life, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we could. I, I can't imagine there'd be too many people that could relate to it, though. No. no. That's a sad truth. So kind of along those lines, the other um, boundary that I wanted to mention was like for yourself, like prioritizing your own needs in a blended relationship, especially like in my situation where I don't have other kids, like not feeling obligated to do like the kid stuff if it's going to put you in a bad place mentally. I mean, you should do some of it, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't think you should like completely alienate yourself from being like part of your blended family. But if like sometimes when my husband takes his son to my husband's parents' house, um, I don't go because sometimes it just like, I'm just not in the mood and I feel like an outsider there sometimes. And um, I would rather just sit here by myself for two hours instead of like dealing with all that. And I feel like not feeling obligated to do stuff like that and prioritizing your own needs should be something that is encouraged for everybody. But since we're talking about stepmoms, it should definitely be encouraged for stepmoms. Absolutely. And I can say that there's been times where I've looked my husband in the eye and said, I don't want to go. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's times where he's done it to me, you know, where we don't have the older two. So his biological mm-hmm. older two and he'll go, oh, you just take big and little K and I'll stay home. So if he can do it, then yeah. I do it. And it's a hundred percent. And, you know, if there's any bio mums listening, you know, you never know. Like it's important as well. Like just the other day, my husband asked me what he want, what I wanted to do for the day. And I said, I want you to parent little Kay and I'm going to lay on the couch and I'm going to binge watch what there is of season six of Station 19 on Disney. <laughs> and I sat there in my pajamas until about one o'clock in the afternoon. Then I got up and showered and I was ready for the day. I just, I needed a break. I needed a break from life. I needed a break from parenting it should be okay for stepmoms too. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I don't know why it's like, and that's perfectly understandable for bio moms, but then for some reason, when it comes to stepmoms, it's like, no, you need to like, uh, know your place, but not like, don't be too much of a mom. And it's just like, there are all these like, but then when you prove yourself. Yeah, exactly. You got to prove that you're worthy to parent the child. Right. You can't take a break. You're expected to do everything that a mother does. But you can't cross the line and you also need to know when it's time to take a step back. Exactly. It's like so complex. So it's like you're never going to please everyone. So just please yourself and, you know, listen to your own body and what you need. Absolutely. And if that not going to 
a family thing, if it's not spending the day with your stepkids, like take a bubble bath with a glass of wine. Like that is definitely something that I like to do when it's like our final transition. So because big and little J transition midweek and then two days later, big K transitions to the other house. So once all three boys are gone, it's that's my self-care thing. I go take a bubble bath and I have a glass of wine and I'll either listen to music or a podcast or I'll stream something on the iPad while I just lay in the bath for about an hour. That sounds lovely. <laughs> but yeah, if bio mums can do it, stepmoms can do it too. Yes. And, and if dads and stepdads can do it, stepmoms can do it too. Yes. <laughs> I feel like stepmoms need it more than anyone else because they deal with like everything. Absolutely. And even... Even my husband said it, like being a stepdad is easy for him. He can switch on, he can switch off. He doesn't let anything get to him. Whereas me, I take everything personally. If I'm harder to switch off, I feel like I'm always switched on. I need to make sure. Do you think he knows that his his eldest son starts football training in three weeks? He doesn't. (laughs) Well, he does now because I reminded him, but He'll wake up in the morning and he'll be like, were you talking about football in the morning? Like, because he was half asleep when I told him. But Uh-oh. but who's the keeper of the schedule? Let's be real. How many bio dads out there are keeping schedule of custody changeovers or, you know, schedule changes or sports or school activities? Let's right. Be- yeah. Even like with a nuclear family, it's always the mom like that is carrying that mental load and. I mean, my husband does a lot, but I definitely still carry the majority of the mental load too. Absolutely. And my husband does a lot too. Like, don't get me wrong. It's also different in our case where I'm not working. He's our primary breadwinner. He does focus on work a lot more, whereas my focus is the kids. And whereas I'm prepping months in advance, he's focused week to week. So if it's not happening week, he doesn't want to know about it. (laughs) My husband does that too. And that drives me nuts because I'll be like, Oh, like, what are we doing about like this situation next month? He's like, oh, I haven't really thought about it yet. Like, can you though? Cause I've been thinking about it for months. Yeah. It's like, we've got big K's birthday, not big K, sorry, little K's birthday in three weeks. And so I want to do a little party because we haven't really done a party because COVID. So I just yeah. want like some friends and some family together and I'm trying to organize it. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, and then they think they're being helpful they're like oh whatever you think or whatever you want it's like I don't want to make this decision I want you to make it that would be helpful absolutely like if I wanted to make the decision I would not be asking you I'd be telling you (laughs) exactly I get it the only other boundary that I'd written on my list I already spoke about which was changeovers oh yeah we don't really have any boundaries for changeovers because we all pick up and drop offs are done at school so yeah, ours are done at school except for on the holidays where we all have mutual meeting spots. Right. Us too. So, so. our uh, transitions are pretty easy. Yeah, that's good. I guess I guess that is a boundary. Like I True. I want the changeovers to be at school. I don't want to pick big and little Jay up from their mother's house. I want to pick them up mm-hmm. from school. And I don't want to drop them off to their mother's house. I want to drop them off at school. Yeah. And I guess this is another boundary that sometimes I choose not to go to changeover on the school holidays. Well, me too. Almost always, actually. So unless we're doing something that requires me to be in the car, 
So if we're picking the boys up and going to do something or we're dropping the boys off and going to do something, I won't be in the car. I'll stay at home. Me too. Because even like I said, things between Karen and I are peaceful at the moment, I would like to say. Things are always peaceful with her husband. He is like a really polite man. So, and he's always cordial regardless of what's happening amongst the co-parenting situation. So he's always good. I don't mind doing changeover with him, but I always feel like there's some hostility still, even though things are peaceful. I always just, you know, it's like the kids picking up on energy. Like that's the energy that I pick up on. Right. Um, Especially if my husband's not there. Cause I do most of the changeovers when the kids are at school, when my husband's at work. So when they're at that mutual meeting spot, that's my boundary. I don't go. Yeah. I don't go either. Um, I, I don't really go to any of them. Transition day is always tough in, in our house, whether he's coming or going. Um, it's always like a little tense and just a little off. Um, so I usually like when my husband picks him up from school, um, I usually just let them like be together for themselves. That's why I don't go to that one. And me and Karen have really have no conflict. My problem with her is how she treats my husband. So that's not why I don't go to that transition. Um, I just, I don't know. I guess I just don't want to deal with it at all. And like I said, transition day is hard. So I'd rather like stay home and like get myself for the house ready for my stepson to come over. Yeah, I get Or that. clean up after him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the same. Like I spend the day at home and I make sure that the boys' rooms are ready by even if it's just opening the window, making sure that everything's tidied. If their sister's touched anything, I put it back and then I go pick them up. And it's it's very much a routine. I pick the older two up and then I come back and I pick Big K up. And then the boys just, they stay outside and they they just play for an hour or two until my husband gets home. Like that's, that, that's pretty much it. Because if they're in the house, it's just, it's too much and it's too overwhelming for me because it's like... Yeah. You know, all of a sudden I've got four kids nagging me for everything. And it's bad enough that I've got a toddler that sucks the life out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I say that, I don't, I don't mean it in a negative way, but she's a toddler. So she's demanding and I'm at home with her all day and I don't get a break from her. And then to add three boys after school, just in my face, I'm like this, he's hitting me. He's doing yeah. this. <laughs> you know, it's just send them outside, wait for my husband to get home, and then we deal with the onslaught of children together. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I think the only other thing I wanted to say isn't really a boundary, but you need to communicate your boundaries to your partner because that's something I see a lot on my page where, like, my Blooming Stepmom page where people will send me messages and being like, oh, this is a problem and I don't know how to deal with it, but they haven't talked to their partner about it yet. So, like, they can't, like... Your partner can't respect a boundary he doesn't know about, basically. Absolutely. And there is one other boundary that I set with my husband, which I didn't realize until just you saying that, communicate your boundaries with your husband. I had a toxic fallout with his stepsister and stepmother. And I set a boundary that my son, our daughter, and myself would no longer be present at family functions where they were at. Oh, yeah. And... I communicated that to him and I said, you can take Big and Little J, you can go by yourself, but myself, Big K, Little K, I will not have that. I will not have them around that toxicity. I'll not be 
made to feel a certain way, which it's not a stepmom boundary, but it's a boundary. And it, it had to do with the fact that they were inviting Karen to family functions that had nothing to do with Big and Little J. Oh, yeah, that's tough. So, and I had to put that boundary because it made me feel uncomfortable. It made me feel insignificant. You know, mm-hmm. I'm his wife. I'm the boy's stepmother. We are a family now. Yes, right. she's the boy's mother, but she's not our family. Like she divorced out of his family. So that was exactly. That. So, but definitely Ooh. if you want to set a boundary, you have to communicate it to your spouse. You can't expect them to read your mind. Right. Nobody can read your mind. So even if it's a boundary with your Karen, you have to communicate it. And that is a big, a really big thing that I see a lot. So I just wanted to get that out there that nobody's going to read your mind and guess what your boundaries are. Absolutely. And even if it's a boundary with your stepkids, if it's, you know, I, I talk a lot um, with Lori from Nacho Kids. Yeah. And if it's, you want to start Nacho parenting, you need to have a conversation with your spouse about it. You can't just go, oh, I'm nachoing and cross your arms. Right. Not my problem because that's not what that is. No. (laughs) You have to actually communicate your intentions exactly and not not communicating and expecting them to respect them anyway is basically you being high conflict so and yeah nobody wants to be the high conflict one never and no one wants that drama okay well that's all we have for boundaries and communication um and thank you for listening don't forget to like our instagram page don't forget to subscribe to us on apple podcast or wherever you like to listen and leave us a review bye bye